to Investing After Hours, a Wealth Daily podcast. Joining me today is Paul Walsh, the founder of the MetaCert Protocol. Paul, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show, Alexandra. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I usually like to kick off the podcast by having our guests tell the audience a bit about themselves and what they do. Paul, what's your background? Uh, my background is I worked at AOL back in the 90s and was part of the small team that helped to launch technologies such as AIM, AOL Instant Messenger, the 56K modem protocol, internet, radio, and online games, and a few other cool technologies back in the 90s. I also worked at a number of big telco providers. Uh, Started my first company in 2003, which was to help companies comply with accessibility standards so that disabled people could have easy access to the web. Uh, I own a restaurant in Ireland with a Michelin star. That's a kind of a random point. Um, And I've helped to contribute to numerous standards. So the W3C is the standards body for the World Wide Web. And in that context, I'm one of the seven founders that helped to found the Mobile Web Initiative. And I'm one of the two people that co-instigated the W3C standard for content labeling and URL classification. And then more recently, I'm the founder and CEO of MetaCert, which is a cybersecurity company, keeping people safe from bad links. Did you see a huge surge in demand for this kind of product as more people moved onto the web to do their business? There's got to be like a catalyst that made you think, hey, this is something that every user should be using. Yeah, around 2004, 2005, I saw a need for people to be able to get more context uh, about websites before visiting them because search results just provide you with the title and description of each web page. So at the time I, I was thinking, well, it would be pretty cool if it was possible to know more information about the website before visiting it. So for example, which websites have a security seal? Which websites have a, a privacy seal, so they comply with certain guidelines uh, with regards to privacy? Which websites are safe for kids, uh, which are uh, accessible, and so on? So it was around th- 2004 that uh, I started to think about that kind of uh, human behavior and the fact that we should be able to provide more information about websites and content before you have to actually access them. Because sometimes, you know, you may not want to visit that website and you, after clicking the link, it's like, oh, actually, I don't want to use that website because uh, I thought it was free content, but it's, it's charged for, or I thought it was safe for kids, but it's not. So what would the average user interaction look like if they were using MetaCert on their computer? Right now, uh, it's a little bit different to back then, but right now, MetaCert cares uh, about a number of different areas. Within the cryptocurrency space, people who know MetaCert, they know us mostly for our anti-phishing protection. And what that basically means is uh, one of the biggest problems in the crypto world is that 10% of all money raised through ICOs and token launches is lost through uh, hacking and phishing. So it's basically gone 10% of all the money raised. And most of that is through phishing scams. 
And that is where the criminals will actually design and build a website to look exactly like the website that you would typically visit to exchange or send cryptocurrency. And so when you visit that website and you log in and unfortunately give your private key, then the cyber criminals have access to that and they will empty the contents of your wallet. So Metacert builds tools to help prevent that from happening. For example, we have a, a Kryptonite browser extension for Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. And uh, it takes a couple of seconds to install, but it does two things. First of all, it blocks phishing websites and scam fake uh, social media accounts. But the main utility is that it places a black shield on the toolbar. And so when you visit a verified crypto website or social media account, it turns the shield from black to green because it's technically impossible to stay on top of every single phishing scam and every single fake Twitter account that comes out now or in the future. Yeah, all the cybersecurity companies on the planet together couldn't possibly stay on top of that. So if you keep an eye out for the green shield, if it's not green, if it remains black when you visit a crypto site, assume the worst, uh, even though it may not be a phishing site, but assume the worst until you can gather more information and prove otherwise. And that way you're significantly reducing the risk of falling for a phishing scam. So that's the browser extension for everyday uh, crypto enthusiasts. It's highly recommended. It doesn't record or transmit any user information. It doesn't know anything about the user. All it does is just check links to make sure they're safe or not. Um, and then, and then for crypto companies, we have a lot of different types of tools and advice. But you know, some of the basic ones are a security integration for Slack and a security bot for Telegram, because they're platforms that crypto companies use to uh, start and harness their communities. But unfortunately, they're kind of attack vectors because you know phishing has migrated from email to messaging platforms. Uh, around 2017 in the crypto world. So again, our bot just runs in the background and then sends a, an alert if it spots a fake, uh, a phishing link. Um, and then today we've updated it. So actually it will now detect and alert you to a phishing crypto address, not just websites. Um, I know that you guys have some other exciting cryptocurrency news, but I wanted to ask you about, it sounds like, Metacert and Kryptonite provide some really valid things that are needed for the digital currency space. Do you feel like this kind of security measures are essential to see this space continue to evolve? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's full of early adopters. And as soon as they get their fingers burnt and they have their money stolen, they're likely to go away and not come back again to crypto. And they're also going to tell their friends and family not to invest in crypto because it's a scam, um, but it's not all a scam. Uh, so yeah, it will. And that means there's less money uh, being circulated. So it means that there's less money going into the exchanges and the wallets and the cryptocurrency companies. So nobody benefits. But the people that I care most about are really the uh, end users, the crypto enthusiasts, because it was in 2017, we decided not to focus our attention on our big enterprise customers on Slack and instead help to address the issue inside the crypto world specifically because I was getting DMs inside Slack from people saying that they'd lost their entire savings and they were literally crying. And it was at that point that I decided that was a pivotal point for us to focus primarily on crypto um, and trying to address those issues. 
So yeah, it's a it's a very important. It's the number one, uh, the number one concern in cryptocurrency is cybersecurity, and the number one cybersecurity concern is phishing. So although you might hear a lot about uh, hacks in the media, you don't hear as much about phishing. That's because the hacks tend to be in the region of millions, whereas the phishing tends to be in the thousands. But it's many thousands of end users. So when you combine it. The cyber criminal criminals actually make more money from phishing than they do from the major hacks. Are you guys able to flag bad email addresses as well? No, we don't flag bad email addresses. But typically, when you open an email and you click on a link, the link will open up inside the browser. And if you have our browser installed, then it will protect you from whatever is behind that link, or if you've been given the link inside a Telegram group, for example. So email. Phishing is still a problem, and it will be for a very long time, if not forever. But it's migrating from email to messaging platforms, because when you click on the link inside the email, it opens in a browser. When you click inside Slack, or HipChat, or Telegram, or any other messaging app inside on your mobile device, it doesn't open in the browser. It opens up inside a、um, web view, and that's why it's important to add security to those applications. But the Metasur protocol is designed to help other people build those tools. So the tools that I mentioned are really customers of the the protocol. The protocol is just simply a fancy name for the world's biggest database of classified URLs into sixty five categories, which include phishing, malware, pornography, sports, religion, entertainment,、uh, crypto mining, and so on. And it's in machine readable format with a very simple API. And so, anybody who has an email client, or an ISP, or a public Wi-Fi hotspot provider, or a mobile device OEM, or a software application—all of those internet stakeholders could integrate the Metasur protocol to then either provide more information about the links to consumers, or just simply block the links that are dangerous. So that's the purpose of the protocol. That's what powers every one of our security products and thousands of apps on the market. So here's a question for you. It's actually kind of circling back to the when we started talking about these phishing scams. A lot of our readers may not actually be familiar with the setup that digital currency companies use on Telegram or Slack to communicate with their investors. In your experience, if you've had an interaction where you've seen a phishing scam be executed through that kind of platform, oh god, yeah. <laughs> In 2017, we we were the number one security company for messaging. And messaging being Slack security,、uh, Skype, and Messenger, and it was Matt from Singular DTV, which is a very successful crypto company, came to us and said, "Hey, look, we have this phishing problem in the crypto world. Can you take a look at it?" And as soon as I looked at it, I thought, "We've gone from predicting it's going to be a problem to the houses are on fire, literally, because inside those Slack groups, the scammers were actually sending messages." Literally every fifteen twenty minutes in a lot of those communities, with links to either phishing websites or phishing crypto addresses, and it was a serious problem. And lots of people were losing a lot of money. So we doubled down and iterated our Slack product specifically because it didn't, it didn't address those unique、uh, attack vectors. And after about three months,、uh, Metasur was installed in most of the top crypto communities on Slack, and it pretty much turned it off like a tap. And then, of course, as I predicted in 2017, as soon as we did that, 
the attack would then uh, migrate to Telegram. And now we're seeing scams coming up in Telegram, and that's why we built the Telegram bot. Um, and that just takes, you know, five, six seconds for an administrator to add it. And it just listens in the background and it alerts people to a phishing scam if it spots it. And in the past, uh, in about four weeks, the bot was installed in over 250 groups, protecting over 300,000 crypto enthusiasts. So it it significantly reduces the risk of anybody falling for a phishing scam. So, yeah, it is an it is a huge problem in crypto phishing. Every single person I know has either heard about phishing, uh, they've heard it happen to a friend, or in some instances, it's happened to them. And I've also heard from a lot of people that they would have fallen for a phishing scam if it wasn't for the fact that they had installed Kryptonite. And so if you were to look at the MetaCert Twitter feed, you'll see people saying, oh, I was going to fall for this. Uh, There's one in particular I read yesterday. And he said that he got a great phishing email, which he opened and he was protected because he had kryptonite installed. So that's the kind of stuff that gets me up in the morning. It really sounds like you guys have a lot of potential for dynamic growth in the space. If these kind of tools, as we move into this, uh, I don't want to say like digital frontier, but that's kind of what crypto is, is a whole new digital frontier for investors and for enthusiasts and for people that are just interested in decentralized technologies this kind of tool will provide a pivotal, well, really like a pivotal tool to anybody in the space, regardless of whether it's the company, whether it's the investor, and and that can, I think, help the space evolve. And with that in mind, I know that you guys have just launched or are launching a new cryptocurrency of your own. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What we do, one of the things that we do is on top of classifying websites into 65 categories, We also verify domain name ownership, social media account ownership. And so we'll verify that this link really belongs to this company. And the link goes to a bot, an application, a website, or a social media account like Twitter. And the purpose of that is to provide kryptonite with that green shield. But it's also to provide the green shield for any other application that might want it. So if Brave wanted to provide that kind of safety to their users, they would integrate the protocol and then have their own shield on the toolbar to help protect their customers, their users from phishing scams. But that's not possible to scale across the entire web. There's no way we can possibly verify every web resource that goes to apps, bots, APIs, and social media accounts and other web resources. You know, If you were to combine all the security companies together, we couldn't possibly classify all of those. So we need contribution we need participation from the community and we already have a great number of people who either submit websites to be reviewed or submit websites to be classified as phishing and then we have other people who already validate those links for us on our behalf because we trust their opinion now until now crowdsourcing that kind of information just wasn't possible Uh, how do i know that jonathan isn't submitting this link as a phishing scam because it's a competitor of his So that kind of reputation just wasn't possible. And there are some open source lists, but they still have that challenge. So by putting everything onto the blockchain and creating our own token, we can incentivize people to actually contribute and de-risk the possibility of bad actors spoiling that data. And we can then reward and pay people who do it already. So what would happen is, If you want to submit your website to be verified, 
then you will pay some tokens and then everybody who validates that information will get paid in those tokens and then it gets classified. So you're also decentralizing the trust and reputation. So you don't have that question, why should I trust Metacert? Why should I trust Metacert Protocol or VeriSign or Symantec? I want to trust the power of the people. Um, and then if people want to submit websites that they think is a phishing scam or triple X for parental controls, then they will submit that, stake a little bit of token, and then other people will verify that information. And if it's malicious intent, then you'd lose that token. But if it gets verified and certified, then everybody gets paid in meta tokens. Uh, so we do have this kind of self-contained economy for anti-phishing as we do for anti-malware, parental controls, and news reputation. Um, and we also have a number of partners who want to actually adopt the Metasur protocol for their own uh, platforms. And some of them even want to adopt the cryptocurrency that we're creating to help, in self, uh, to help incentivize their own community. So that protocol, the white paper will be published uh, mid-May and the terms of sale will be published around mid-May, and it will be possible to buy tokens in a private sale towards the end of May. And will that be open to both accredited or non-accredited investors? Yes, and it is a utility token. We have partnered with Consensus, who helped with the design of the token economics, um, and we've got a very strong legal counsel and we believe that we have a true utility token because we have hundreds of thousands of users and many, many, many hundreds of customers who already do the work that we want to reward in tokens. So our tokens, as soon as they're live, will be adopted and used by a lot of people already. It's not like we publish a white paper and then we have to wait a year or two before building the technology. The technology is already there. The business logic of reviewing websites is already there. We just have to create the smart contract and the reputation system around the token. So I have some closing questions for you guys. It sounds like you've built a platform, you've got a tool that a lot of different investors and digital currency companies can use. You've moved forward to this launching of a token that is a utility token that can be used within the network, which for our readers, if you don't understand the difference between a security and a utility token, we have a resource, which I will include in this blog post. But where do you guys see yourselves going in the next four years, Paul, as the cryptocurrency space evolves? I see Metastore Protocol becoming the main security protocol in the uh, for the internet. So people trusted the green shield once upon a time in their browser is now used by phishing websites so it's not really something you can trust anymore but once upon a time it meant a symbol of trust i see metasur protocol as becoming that symbol of trust for the internet using cryptocurrency as a way to kind of uh, incentivize people to make that as good as they can but an isp or a public wi-fi hotspot provider or a mobile device OEM, or a browser, or any other application, if they want to protect their consumers from malicious links, then I would like them to integrate the Metasur protocol for that purpose, because it's the fastest protocol for that purpose. It also already has the biggest database in the world of classified URLs, and that can only get bigger and much better with participation from the community. And then people will trust it more because it will be actually 
built and maintained by the people. So I see it as the the main protocol for trust and reputation on the internet. It really sounds like this is going to be an incredible tool for you guys. I'm excited to see what MetaCert does. I'm going to make sure to include a link to the software for download in our podcast below. If you are interested in downloading this, I've actually downloaded it on my computer already, and it's a really fast process. I'm sure, Paul, you'd agree with that. It, it, it works with both Chrome and Firefox, doesn't it? It does, and Opera now as well. Fantastic. For investors that are listening, make sure to check out the resource page below for any information related to MetaCert. 